It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our sixth episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to inspire change in how you see, manage, and use stress so you can be the queen of your stress rather than it being queen over you. I'm super excited about this particular episode because it's a follow-on from episode five where we were talking about the eight-ball quiz and whether you were behind it or not. And If you've been listening to the earlier episodes, you would now know that I'm very passionate about helping people understand more about how their stress can be used for good versus it being actually a detrimental thing to their health. So part of the reason why we talked about the eight ball quiz, and make sure you go back to episode five if you haven't already listened to it so that you can see exactly where you're up to as far as that eight ball quiz is concerned, because we go through some key areas as to how to recognize your stress and understand how it's actually showing itself in your body and in your mood and how you're feeling throughout every single day. And I shared the story in last episode about how it actually reflects in in my body. And when I've gone through periods of great stress, particularly in my adult life, is the way that that expresses itself for me is I I put on weight very quickly. And so what we're going to talk about today is actually the first part of the energy equation. This equation is something that I developed a few years ago and it it still amazes me how relevant it is because they're really universal laws, is at the end of the day, our energy, great energy, or I like to think about that, our nervous system and how well our brain and body is actually connecting, is really the sum of your inspiration or your stress management, times fabulous food and and very good fitness as well. Those three things combined, and there's certainly some other factors as well, but those three main things can go a long way to actually being able to give us the sort of energy that we, you perhaps right now might be looking at other people going, oh, wow, I wish I had their energy, like, you know, whether it's Dr. M or, you know, people that you know that you go to the gym where they just, they or where you hang out uh, are those people that have great energy all the time and they seem to be able to fit more into their day. So if you really, I suppose, drilled down or dove deeper into why that might be is that you look at most people with great energy and they have, and I mean truly great energy, not just energy because they're they're sipping on some serious stimulants, is that they usually have these three factors working pretty well most of the time. So I am going to break this down into the next few episodes because there's just too much information to be able to put all into into one of our 10, 15-minute episodes. Today, as excited as I usually would be to talk about nervous system first, because that's definitely where I start geeking out, is that we're actually going to talk about food, which is something else I'm super, super passionate about. One, because I like eating it. Uh, Two, I like eating out when other people are actually cooking for me. But three, I actually, one of the things that I love most is being able to feed my family and friends when they come over for, for dinner and for meals. And I know for a lot of you listening that you're absolutely resonating with that right now and you're like, yep, Dr. M, I love doing that too. And for some of you, you're probably listening going, oh, my God, I prefer to poke myself in the eye than actually having to cook for people. Either way, it's important that we're approaching our food and, and more importantly, our relationship with food in a really healthy way. And that's what I see more and more that people have a really, well, they have a warped relationship with food where it's just not serving the purpose that it was actually designed for. 
So today we're going to actually spend a little bit of time talking about that and talking about the dangers of when you're actually sitting in different extremes when it comes to food because there's lots of different fads that, that come about that we can get pulled into, if you like, that then can, can set us on the wrong path. And I talk a lot more about that in our Be Queen of Your Stress six-week online program, which you can certainly check out at our website, www.thequeenofstress.com. So today, though, we're going to break it down into some simple areas when it comes to your food, because really, food is something that should be enjoyed it's something that should be nourishing your body and it's something that should be a part of social engagement. Now, you might be like, what's social engagement got to do with food? Because I come from the theory that food is, food is fuel and it's really just meant to get me through the day. Traditionally, and if you look back throughout the ages, is food has always been part of social engagement. And one of my great mates, Dr. Damien Christoph, I love this line, he, he was talking about it when he, he came to share with us in August, was he would much prefer to share a pizza with a group of friends than to sit in the corner on his own drinking a green smoothie. And let's put that into context because sometimes people get a bit overexcited with statements like that and they go, awesome, Dr. M just said I can eat pizzas every day, not what I just said. But what is really important and I think one of the keys when it comes to our food is that we're actually looking at how often we're sitting down with our loved ones, our family and friends and enjoying a meal. The reason why I think that's important is you think about the difference of when you're eating alone or when you're eating with family, not with the television on, around a table with real cutlery, with, or as my mum likes to call it, is everyone's feet are under the table, is think about how much slower you eat because you're actually stopping to speak. You usually will have cook something that hopefully everybody at the table is enjoying. And, you know, there's conversation around the food, around your day, around what was great about your day. You might be able to, you know, navigate through some of the problems that you had throughout the day. But it's actually a time to sit down and enjoy time with family and friends, but also to enjoy the food that is nourishing you. Compared to if you're eating on the run or on your own, what usually happens when you're eating on your own? Uh, I know for me, if I'm not mindful of what I'm doing, it's really easy all of a sudden to be on social media and flicking as you're eating. So I'm not being mindful about what I'm eating. Uh, alternatively, is you literally on the go while you're eating? How many of you actually eat literally on the run? You're grabbing something, you're eating it in the car, or you're drinking a version of food that you're using as a substitute for food because you don't have time, you think you don't have time to actually sit down and eat. So in terms of what I'd love you to do right now is just have a think about it. If you're at home and you can sort of work it out or just even if you're driving or walking, just have a think about over the last week, how many meals have you actually had with other people and how many meals have you eaten alone, whether that's breakfast, lunch or dinner? Uh, I know in our schedule in our home is that it's really important that uh, we, we schedule that in because my partner and I work quite different hours uh, and then we have our 12-year-old. So it's really important that we actually schedule in that we, we get meals together throughout the week uh, and whether that's at lunchtime or dinner or breakfast is that we try and do that might sound a bit odd, but at least once a day. Uh, and it's ideal if there's two or three, if we get all meals in, even better. But if we're not conscious about it, it's a bit like our movement, which we'll talk about in, in an upcoming episode. If we're not conscious about who we're eating our meals with, uh, then it's really easy to get off track with that. Now, you guys might have been thinking, wow, Dr. M, this is not what I thought. 
that you would be talking about today. I thought you'd be starting to talk about lots of other things. But when it comes to our food, is it's really important, as I said, and I've mentioned a few times now, is that we, we treat it as something that nourishes our, our bodies and also it can be a component of nourishing our souls as well. Just briefly, I want to touch on the different fads that are about because it's really easy to get caught up in the fads that are about, whether it's paleo, whether it's veganism, whether it's keto, whether it's, you know, aerating, whatever it is that is the latest fad is usually what happens is people go gung-ho and they do it for a period of time, they find it's unsustainable and so what happens is they swing to the opposite extreme and that in itself can be damaging over time so again really important that we're looking at the difference between eating healthy all the time or you may need to go through a process where you're actually going through a healing process which is something we we talk about in our food and stress workshop and and the audio that's available so the importance of understanding what you need at that time so if you're functioning really well right now, you're at a healthy weight, your body's functioning well, your energy is great, then it's really about having a balanced plan over a week. Is you know a lot of people talk about the 80-20 rule, whether it's a 70-20-10 rule, whether it's 90-10, figuring out what works best for you that you can actually eat really well the majority of the time. And when I'm talking about really well, I'm talking about whole foods which means they're as closest to the source that they originally came from as possible. And being a little bit relaxed a couple of meals a week where it doesn't really matter what you eat, you just eat what you want to. Or if you're at friends' houses, you're not that ass that actually goes, oh, I can't possibly eat any of that, is that you're actually uh, more relaxed about what it is that you're eating and just so you can enjoy life and that, that social engagement as well. Sometimes, though, we need to go through a healing process, which is certainly what I did earlier in 2017, where my body was just screaming, my adrenals were crying out for help, and my gut was a bit cranky and all sorts of things. So it was really important that I went through different stages of healing my my gut and my adrenals and letting my body regenerate and detoxify, if you like, from the stress that it had been under. Now, the difference being with a healing versus healthy eating is healing eating is the way I look at it, is that we actually are going through a finite period of time where we're looking at shifting up what's going into our body so that we can make change. Versus healthy regular eating is that longevity, it's sustainable for the long term. Versus getting caught up in the cyclic um eating plan, if you like, of we go through these periods of uber strictness so that we can binge for a few weeks to go through uber strictness to go through binging. It's just a totally different way of reframing how we're looking at food in the long run. Because as I said from the beginning of today's podcast, is that food is about nourishing our body and also giving it the ability and the opportunity to nourish our souls through making sure that we're keeping that as a social engagement. So your action steps for this week is just to reflect upon, as I said earlier, how many meals a week are you having with family and friends? And sometimes that can be a bit shocking for some of you like, no, I'm all over that. I have breakfast with my kids. I have breakfast with my partner. I have lunch with my work colleagues and dinner. It's a family dinner. For some of you, particularly if you have other halves that work shifts or you work different shifts than each other, it's really easy to get through a whole week and potentially not have not have sat down with with a single other person. 
particularly if you're busy and you're working really hard at a given time. So just pay attention to what's happening there. And what I'd love you to do is try and add at least two to three more meals next week that you're actually making social, that you're making social. And that might even be a, like an afternoon tea or morning tea, depending on scheduling, just so you make sure you're breaking bread with people that you, you love and that in you and I love this line, that they either inspire you or you admire them because that's where it all of a sudden becomes something that is nourishing your soul, not just not just your belly. Okay, so just to finish off, before we finish off today's podcast, my top five is high rotation this week. You say you do by Sagala. I hope I'm saying that right. Sometimes I'm feeling like I, my age is showing when I'm actually mispronouncing or I think that's a word, not pronouncing uh, names of, of artists properly anymore. But Say You Do by Sakala definitely takes me back to uh, listening to some loud dance music and why I can't hear men with very low voices anymore. Story for another time. Book this week is something that I've really enjoyed listening to, uh, listening to reading because I actually do read and I love paperback books. Uh, there's something special about being able to curl up and read a book. And the book of this week is The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakhani. Very cool book. And um, I love lots of lots of parts of that book. But uh, the quote of the week actually comes from, from Vishen's book, which is, your thoughts and beliefs create your reality, but only when you present in a state of joyfulness. I really like that because it's amazing how much control uh, or how different our control over our day is when we're actually in control of our state, whether we're in cyclic negative thought or whether we are working towards being in a state of gratitude and joy uh, and how things tend to present themselves more readily when we're in that joyful state. My de-stress over the last week was I actually had some time away from my regular work. I had time away from my chiropractic practice. Uh, In the past, I've definitely struggled to do that because my go-to is just to keep working because I want to be there for my clients. One of the things I've very much come to realise is it's so important for me to step back so I can step back in uh, at full pace or check out so I can check back in at full pace because otherwise I become stagnant and that's not good for me and it's certainly not good for my clients either. So that was my uh, de-stress last week is I actually had a week away from from regular work and I had a social media relatively free period of time. And my final thought for this week is you are in charge and in control of your reality and you're also in charge of your state. So be mindful this week of what state are you in the majority of time? Are you actually in a state of joy for the majority of time? Are you actually happy with your current status quo? Oh, status, I should say. And if you're not, change it up. Because if you don't change it up, no one else will. If you're waiting for somebody to come and make you happy, you're going to be waiting a really, really long time. So BQS listeners, think about what your action steps are this week. Check in with how social you're being with your food. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next episode. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time.
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.